0: Um, it right. is now 3 yeah, o'clock, 200. so I think we're going to get started. Get this some. is uh, the five-year gap panel, Ooh, so yes. if that's what you are hoping to hear about, you are in the right place. Um, let's start by introducing ourselves. First off, I am Michael, also known as Bookshelf Stud. I, um, I'm a moderator for the Song Songvice Fire subreddit. I also host Maester Monthly, which is a podcast, and have a blog and, and various various things in the fandom.
1: So I'm Joanna Lannister. I um, write essays on Tumblr, and I run A Song of Ice and Fire University, and I'm really obsessed with all the books.
2: I'm Ashaya. Um I'm one of the hosts of History of Westeros, which is a podcast and a YouTube channel um, that's all about—we cover the books mostly, but we also cover the show during the season— um, and yeah, I love the books the best, and I'm excited to talk about this five-year gap. Five-year gap, very
3: pretty good. Uh, my name's Matt, also known as Joe Magician. This is going to sound familiar. I'm also a moderator of the Song of Ice and Fire subreddit, co-host Maester Monthly. Hey, Mike, how's it hey. going? <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were here. Yeah, we're <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, feature writer for Watchers on the Wall and uh, recent YouTube person. So. Recent, recent YouTube, <laughs> YouTube person. Yes, yeah,
0: last two months. <laughs> um, so this panel is on the five-year gap, and... I figured, just so everyone's on the same page, I'd like to sort of explain what the five-year gap is. Um, after a Storm of Swords, George R. R. Martin originally intended there to be a span of five years in universe between Storm of Swords and the next book, A Dance with Dragons.
2: At that time, A Feast for Crows.
0: Yeah.
2: As it happens. Yeah. He thought it was. Yeah. Gonna, he thought. Yeah. He didn't think it was going to be as big as it is.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, he thought Feast for Crows and Dance with Dragons were going to be one book.
0: Right, <laughs> right. It was all—it was all sort of one thing that happened five years later. He tried writing a very long prologue for this to introduce some backstory, realized that it wasn't kind of working out the way he wanted, and scrapped the idea of this this five year time skip. Um, so I think what we're probably going to be talking about mostly is the the road not taken here, like what would have worked for the five year gap, but also what wouldn't.
2: Yeah, have I think worked. we're going to run through you know character by character, region yeah, by region, yeah. and. Uh, Spitball, it's kind of like fan fiction almost, honestly. We're just (laughs) saying, like, what do we think would have happened to these guys? Absolutely. And uh, so I think it's pretty interesting because it really does work really well for some characters, but for other characters, most of the characters, not well at all, yeah.
0: So uh, along those lines then, uh, do you guys have a character in particular you think it would have been, like, way better if they had a five-year gap?
2: 100% Arya for me given um the mercy chapter that we received which i won't go into in case anyone's keeping out of who wins winter spoilers or those chapters but it gets dark and i it would have worked so much better if she was 16 you know <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah. that her uh, the most for me
1: I definitely think Sansa would have been better after the five-year gap, too. Like, I I Mm -hmm. know that George is, like, going for, I think he's kind of going for, like, a lot of sexualization of the younger girls, but (laughs) I really think that would have worked better if she was five years older. I mean, five years is a long time when you're a teenager, so I think that really would have made a big difference.
3: Uh, Mine would be Bran, just because its we get a lot of really fascinating information from his chapters in A Dance with Dragons, but it's essentially an immobile training montage for him. And we haven't really gotten to the interesting things he's going to do with the powers he's been acquiring from blood and what he's been learning. Like we're starting to see in the show, that's happening. And it would have been great to see him just grown up a little bit, and then
0: also his feelings towards Mira would be easier to explain. Yeah. What about yeah, you, Michael? Sure. Um, I mean, the kids are are definitely the like the biggest answer because yeah, they all. I mean, I think they started out too young in the books to begin with. Yeah, we, they yeah. All sure. Used some time. But he
2: thought he was going to do this gap. Yeah, exactly. Well, originally, yeah. I think he just thought they were going to age naturally, but yes. the books mm-hmm. just kept being very short time periods.
0: Yeah, that—that that, I mean, his original scope was to have it, you know, a trilogy that took place over maybe nearly a decade or something, like like where that just spanned this sort mm-hmm. of broad. Highlights that's, of people's lives and things like that, but it really drilled down. And
2: that's something I want to talk about, too, is that 1993 letter with his original yes. plan, yeah. which um you can't help but connect it when we're thinking about the five-year gap, because back then he... He wasn't planning the gap, but he was thinking that they were going to be older. So we have things like Arya and John and Tyrion having a cool. love triangle, which that just doesn't work right now. It yeah. probably wouldn't have worked that well then, even, with the, with no. the age it difference. It might have been, but, been a little better, though. But Maybe it would have been a little a better. Little? And now I just don't see it as feasible at all. Like That's just mm-hmm. scrapped, I think, entirely. Uh, a yeah.
0: hot take, even if she was aged up, I still don't think that works. That's terrible. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah exactly. So, you know, yeah. better, though.
0: <laughs> I got to say the one character that I think it might have worked well for, although this one might be more contentious, is Danny. Mm. Um just because I think what he was going for was kind of a training montage right. with Marine right. um go where we sort of she has 5 years to make some mistakes as a ruler and you know learn the politics and all that and then we jump back in just as things heat up again and instead we now see the that training montage of her leadership and mm. I'm kind of glad we got that but um you can see how that would work really well to have Danny suddenly. I mean, she's also still only—is she like fourteen at this point? Fifteen. She, she's still super young, so it, it would help a little bit to have her be twenty years old, like in the show. You
2: know, it's interesting because it—I think you think you're right that the the five year gap works for Daenerys, but we have other people who are ruling, and I don't think it works as well for them, like John um, yeah. as Lord Commander, because oh. up at the Wall with the others, and Stannis is there, and mm-hmm. just five years past, There's quotes from George that he's talked about, like. And then I was Lord Commander for five years and nothing much happened. No, right. Without incident. Uh, uh, with of, no incident. And never. like Cersei, like what? Exactly. You just say like, yes. I killed this hand and this hand and this hand. <laughs> it, it doesn't work for them as well.
3: How could she have not been brought down by anybody in five <laughs> yeah, years? Somebody, anybody. Right. Somebody, somebody take would a shot. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: yeah. Uh, and well, so one of the big reasons that he abandoned the five-year gap that he's talked about is um, in, particular, in particular the Dornish and Ironborn plots. <laughs> Um, so can we talk a little bit about those? I mean, I just kind of want to throw those topics out there and get y'all's take on it.
1: Well, yeah. It really wouldn't have worked like, because like when Oberon dies, like the, the Dornish, they want revenge and they want to actually uh, like propel their plot forward that Dorn's been plotting for years and years and years. And then if you wait five, another five years for that vengeance, it's like, why were you waiting that long, Dorn? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, at that point, like, wouldn't they just get rid of Duran? Like, what, what is he... Is he really waiting for five years? Like, it should... Do, if you open it up, you'd have to almost open up with, like, a Sand Snake Rebellion. And it's like, yeah. so what happened with Dorne? Oh, then we're having, like, three chapters of backstory even explain why he's not mm. prince anymore. Mm. That kind of craziness yeah. that you get into.
2: Yeah, the Iron Islands, they're... You know, Balon's gone, and they're gonna have the king's moot and all that. Like, <laughs> what, that just happens off screen? They Nothing just, much happens. They happened. just put it off. No
0: yeah. Problem. Well, and what's interesting, like... I, I know he was technically planning the five-year gap after book three, but in book three, we hear about the king's moot, and we hear about Euron coming in and taking over, and that seems like something that you would want (laughs) to write about immediately. It's happening right then. Um so it, I, I, was that a mistake on his part to put yeah. that so close in Storm of Swords? Or?
1: Yeah, maybe he w- w- would have been better if he had put that then in a Feast for Crows, if he delayed mm. that for five years maybe, like have Valon ba- mm-hmm. ru- ru- ruling for five more years or something. or
0: mm. Yeah, like this sort of stalemate situation yeah. in the north or something. Although it would be really funny to see Victarion as
3: king of the Iron Islands. <laughs> 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 Oof. That would have been amazing yeah, that to would say. Work. That would last.
2: I think uh, one of my favorite things to think about um, that is was, was kind of a, a lost uh, character of the five-year gap, I feel like, is Edric Dane, because obviously yeah. he's just 12 years old, and he's set up very well to be this sort of you know leader within the Brotherhood Without Banner as this sort mm-hmm. of uh, person for Jamie even potentially to face off of, to be a sword of the morning. And when the five-year gap is scrapped, instead... Gerald Dane is introduced because he still mm-hmm. wants someone mm-hmm. to play that role because a 12 year old boy is not a, a, yeah. a reasonable uh, opponent unless you're maybe like embarrassed and Selmy or something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, that was like, that was a major disappointment for me because I really feel like there's like George has built up a lot with the Danes, but I'm not sure if he can really go anywhere with them now because he's lost the five year gap and. So what are we gonna do with this little kid? Is he gonna will, gonna have the sword? Is he? What are we? Gonna, what are we gonna do with that? But something else that I feel like we lost is okay. I've never said this aloud. This word aloud, so I don't know if I'm gonna say it right. But I feel like we could have gone to a shy maybe if hmm. we'd had the five year gap. Like maybe have a flashback of. Daenerys visiting a shy, like maybe (laughs) during her five years in Essos, that she could have, instead of just staying in Marine all the time as her dragons were getting bigger over those five years, maybe she would have gone to see other locations in Essos. And we might have gotten a flashback to whatever Daenerys maybe would have learned in shy and maybe she would have I don't know if she could have met someone who could have told her some other things or she would have had more explanation for some prophecy or I'm Mm -hmm. just there was so much there's so much potential for shy and I really Mm -hmm. feel like the early books really built that up that we were going there but I'm not really sure now if George has time to go there in the Mm -hmm. remaining two books Mm -hmm. so that's something that really disappointed me.
3: Another good one for that would have been you could maybe send Samwell out there with Marwyn since Marwyn's already uh-huh. been to Asha you could have had them link up there maybe yeah. bring yeah. that uh, the, all the dragon knowledge that he's gotten from the books at mm-hmm. the well I guess that didn't really happen because of the fight <laughs> 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 but, So uh,
0: <laughs> we, we're kind of talking about uh, Essos a little bit here so let's let's talk about that a little more broadly the characters who were in Essos uh in Feast and Dance which is I guess Arya, Tyrion, Danny um Anyone else? You can I guess John Connington, but yeah. that's a whole plot line <laughs> too to, to yeah. talk about. So, what, what do you guys think? How how would those have have shaped up differently? The Essos plot. My big
2: question for Tyrion is if what if he would be like at Illyrio's manse for a year, slave being a slave for a year too. Like, how would it have been split? Right, right.
1: Well, I think that George would have like explored more things with Tyrion. Like, he could have had Tyrion travel more mm-hmm. over the five mm-hmm. years. So then we would have seen like maybe more like he would have had a longer journey but we would have just seen the highlights of that journey so maybe just see more of Essos mm-hmm. and explore the landscape more and but because I don't know if George would really do okay so here we are in a feast for crows and Tyrion was a slave for five years yeah. and that's the flashback I mean that's not, that's, <laughs> not very it, that's not very interesting to write about so I'm not sure if that's really what George had planned
2: yeah
3: Especially because he uh, idolizes Lomas Longstrider. Mm-hmm. And calls that mm-hmm. out very early yeah. on. That would yeah. be the yeah. kind of thing he would do. Would, would, would he parallel. just sit there, like, drunken Essos for <laughs> <Yeah>. five years? Just <laughs> so stewing over Tywin yeah. and Chase, still? Which
2: could really. also be part of why it gave George so much trouble in writing Tyrion, which is, it was mm-hmm. hard for him to write, to see him in, in such dark you know, depths of despair. But he could have also originally been planning to skip a lot of that despair yeah. if, through the mm. five-year gap.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's probably true, that... Um, it 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 can be easier to skip over that immediate aftermath of like a big event or like a tragic thing that happens. Tywin's death is, I mean. It's not that tragic. It is um, tragic. It, it's it's, it's tragic comic, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, I think
2: Shay's death for Tyrion in particular oh, well, was particularly tragic.
0: Yeah, definitely Shay. Yeah. Um,
2: and the reveal of Jamie, Jamie, Jamie's reveal to him was also as much of a punch in the gut as anything, Totally, I guess.
0: yeah. Yeah, like, it, you know, he ends Storm pretty broken. So it, it might have been easier, in a way, to, to skip past some of that immediate aftermath and pick up after the scars have started to heal a little. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what do you guys think about... Um, Fagon and John Connington.
2: You know, I'd wondered that before, but I, I you know, because people have theorized, like, well, maybe they added, they added that later, but we have the reference early to the Mummers Dragon, so I, I think he's mm-hmm. planned that from the from the get go. But the, the difference in age that he would have had, I, I, that would have been significant mm-hmm. for sure.
3: I think um, Aegon's plot mostly works as it is, even if he's aged up by five years. But mm-hmm. I think the big problem is that um tyrion tricks him to go to westeros Mm, and to to almost destroy him i don't think it worked yeah after he's 20 years old and Conanting has all this more time and all this planning Mm -hmm. like maybe Mm -hmm. the golden company has abandoned him by that point but i don't think (laughs) Aegon would be in a position to be tricked just that easily
1: I don't think he'd be tricked but maybe you could play on like maybe Tyrion could have played on his arrogance his pride Mm. some other thing Mm -hmm. that would have still motivated him to go to Westeros like right then so I still think that he could have that the the plot would have worked pretty much the same just slightly older just like tweak a few things there and I think he could have still done it
3: the main problem though is Dorne with that yeah, how he interacts mm-hmm. with Dorne. Is yeah. Ariane and control? Is it the Sand Snakes? Like, what's going on
0: there? Yeah, I mean, do, do you think then that with a five year gap that young Griff Aegon, whatever, would have just been bopping around on the river for <laughs> five more years, or would no. he have started to make political inroads some somehow? Hmm. Just bopping around is that the consensus? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think maybe they would have reached out to Dorne, maybe, and like maybe mm-hmm. had like a, someone someone from Dorne come and meet them in Essos.
0: Yeah, sure. Right. More, more like overt overtures yeah. to, to Westerosi lords. I'm also sure.
2: curious about, speaking of Dorne, I mean, we have little Marcella down there, for example, oh. and she would have been, you know, closer to what the show did, honestly. She yeah. would have been old enough to have a romance with Tristan, a real romance. So I think that's a little interesting connection there.
0: Hmm. That's a good point. Um, how about my personal favorite character and the most important character in A Song of Ice and Fire? Um, do you think Quentin would have uh, been sent to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Do you think? Did you think Quentin would have been sent like before the five year gap, and then spent five years adventuring before he reaches Danny? Or do you mm. think he's sent after we pick up with the five year gap? What's I'm not question? sure. I'm not sure if he'd even be
3: alive if there's some sort of Dornish <laughs> civil war. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he's not. <laughs> My boy. Nobody really likes the frog very much. They like the sand snakes and Rn much more. Who would he get? Like the the Iran woods, maybe. Ironwoods? How do you pronounce? Ironwoods. There we yeah. go. Um, maybe not in Dragonfire, maybe just stabbed by some sand snakes or something.
2: That's possible. I think I lean towards that he, it just would have been a more arduous and long journey that he had.
0: Sure, right.
1: I just think he would have maybe been sent later, like, wearing a hmm. sand snake rebellion. I think it just would have ha- been postponed a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, one of, one of the, like, the I think the core problems here, which is what I'm sure George ran into, is the The need for an inciting event to set Dorne and Essos in motion and all that. And Oberyn's death is such a good inciting event. It's hard to think of a scenario where Oberyn dies, five years pass, and then there's another inciting event, (laughs) right, to set things in motion. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh.
0: Oberyn becomes a white and dies again somehow.
2: (laughs) We talked about um, a bunch of the kids so far, but I wanted to touch on a a couple other ones, specifically some uh, Baratheon kids. Mm. We've got um, Edric Storm, who's only like 13 in the books. And so he Mm -hmm. would be, you know, like 18. He would be old enough to come in and claim his birthright, potentially. So uh, I think he's an interesting, you know, like... I don't know what's going to happen with him now that he's not really much older. And we have, you know, Gendry in the mix as well. But Shireen is one that I... Hadn't thought about. I felt really bad because <laughs> someone brought it up to me when I said I was doing this panel. They were like, well, "What do you think about Shireen?" I was like, "I don't even have her written down." <laughs> I feel awful. Um, but it's an interesting question about whether her death could have happened off screen, or whether mm. she would be much older because she, you know, she would be a teenager at this point, and whether she would have been indoctrinated into the Lord of Light, into Relorism. Um, so, I, I really made me think a lot. I don't know what you guys think about that. Any of you?
0: Mm, that I yeah, Shireen. I also hadn't thought about Shireen. Yeah, I feel but, so bad. <laughs> I mean, we're like sh- shifting away from Essos a little. Then one of the other big core problem areas, I think, was probably the Wall because you've got Stannis camped mm-hmm. out at the Wall, and it's kind of hard to imagine him and Shireen and Salis just like I don't know roughing it there for five years. <laughs> yeah. um, so, w- but would Shireen then, I guess, have grown up at the Wall basically and mm-hmm. sort of come of age? Almost as a like a wildling.
1: <laughs> well, if she so. had grown up at the wall, and if she had been under Melisandre's influence, other her under her, mo- under her mm-hmm. mother's influence, then like, would she have willingly sacrificed herself? Is a question. Yeah, would she have? Yeah. Would she have volunteered? And like, how would that have affected the whole plot line? What does that do with the fire magic? How does that work? So. Right, um, and yeah. then one other thing, like going back to Edric Storm, like I feel like with the five-year gap, George was setting up his endgame because, like, it, when you mm-hmm. age up these people, like when you have Ned Dane, he's going to inherit Dawn. Edric Storm, he would have been kind of primed for when all the other Baratheons die, because yeah. I don't know, I don't know if there's much hope for Gendry over <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> like when all the other Baratheons die, I think that George was like kind of setting up the people who would have. Post war for the dawn would have inherited everything. Like if you have, you have Edric Storm, 18 years old, like no one else is there to claim Storm's end. So he could have claimed that. And then you have like, like, um, maybe Tristane ready to claim Dorn or maybe Sorella Sand ready to, cl- or wait, no. Yeah. Sorella yeah. Sand ready to be mm-hmm. in like completing her master's training and <laughs> going being like the ruler of Dorn at the end. So I think he was kind of setting up a lot yeah. of people to.
0: Yeah, the, the, next, the next generation. The next generation. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> that's there, there would far. have been
3: a, a three-way succession crisis for the Baratheons with Mia Stone, too. Somebody oh, yeah. in the Vale,
0: maybe Jan Royce mm-hmm. would have set her up to ah, try and just annex another part of it. Yeah. 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 Um, I, see, when you said Baratheon children, I thought you meant like the... Baratheon children, Tommen a and Rosella. <laughs> um,
2: because well, that's um, another great Tommen's one to chat one. About. Yeah, true. because
0: Tommen is so young in Feast, and that's a huge part of his kingship. And in the show, they did kind of. I, it's interesting because with the show, we almost get kind of mm-hmm. what a f- post five year gap characters would have looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for Tommen, because he's not a he's not like a toddler. Basically, <laughs> he's he's closer to the age where his marriage to um, Marjorie uh, means a different thing for him.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and that also makes me question: like, would Tommen have been happy with Cersei, as we said, murdering all of her hands and (laughs) doing all of these really corrupt things? I mean, Tommen seems like a kind of a really sweet kid, as we know him in the books right now, with with playing with his kittens. So, if he kind of, as he grows up and as he grows older, and he maybe realizes more about what his mom is doing, is he going to be happy with that? Is he going to maybe would he push Cersei aside? Would Cersei, and then what would Cersei do to react to that? And so, what would have been the problems? Between the tension between Cersei and Tommen, like how would that have worked? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder even about. Um, I, I can't help but see, you know, a, a similarity between him and uh, young Griff there, um, mm. just because they're both just raised thinking that they're gonna they're they're gonna be the king, like, and that's what, where, where Tommen would have been at that point. That he would have had lessons. He would have been been trained yeah. to be a decent king. You would think, and so. I'm interested in, in what conflict would have happened there, especially if he comes and, and that's how he dies. Yeah, I mean. and like maybe
1: like Kevin would have like taken mm, over yeah. to, mm. for like training Paulman or something. But it's not Cersei.
3: Yeah. I think this is just the show plot. That's what they did. <laughs> <Cool>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've asked, like, would, would Cersei be there killing off all her hands? Maybe in the five-year gap, t- Kevin would have succeeded in temporarily mm. shoving Cersei to Casterly Rock, and that's why she, ha- why their Lannisters would still have been in power for a while. <laughs> and so yeah. then, like, you have Tommen and Kevin, and then after the end of the five-year gap, maybe it's Cersei getting back to King's Landing somehow. Mm. And uh, so that's I what I was a great kind angle of thinking. on
2: it. Yeah, I hadn't yeah. even really considered that. Well, I was just... Thinking she'd be in power Because her. it
1: was Because it was proposed Like everybody was proposing Oh Cersei's gonna go back To Casterly Rock And we're getting mm-hmm. her Out of the way And so maybe yeah. In the five year gap George actually did Get her out of the way And that's how we don't with the, Like how it actually Is plausible That no one has killed <laughs> Off all the Lannisters After five years <laughs> <laughs> right. Terrible ruling
0: Right um, there's someone in the audience here who uh, made me think for a particular storyline and that's, uh, dressed as Lady Stoneheart over here. <laughs> um, but so, uh, Storm of Swords epilogue is the Lady Stoneheart reveal. Um, do you think that we could have had a plausible five-year gap of her, like, doing guerrilla warfare or is she just too, uh, hell-bent on revenge to to make that work. I think it could have worked. I think she could have
3: carved out a part of the Riverlands for herself and just be like Lady Stoneheart's realm in the middle of it. I mean, she is a Tully. If it ever gets revealed that she is one, that she's not just this weird golem thing killing things in the Riverlands, I mean, perhaps she would actually gain legitimate followers beyond the uh, Brotherhood Without Banners.
1: Mm. Well, to me, the question is like, what is like, what are Brienne and Jamie doing in the Riverlands for five years? (laughs) I Mm -hmm. I
2: can see it for Jamie, to be fair. Like, I can see it (laughs) taking that long for him to get a handle on things. But Brienne, on the other hand, I think she's a. a major character that w- just, it wouldn't work wouldn't have well worked yeah I well. think that
1: that would be a lot of lost potential on George's part like she was just wandering around for five years like what would she be doing and I mean I guess well, we could have
2: be so jaded at that point
1: yeah. we wouldn't have gotten
0: years. the broken man speech that's for sure yeah, yeah. like
1: there would be maybe some Except lost innocence <laughs> Brianna's like it's still I think a very innocent character I mean she's matured a lot more since we first met her but I still think that she's like a very pure innocent true knight and after wandering the carnage of the Riverlands for five years maybe contending with the Lannister army and like all of that I think that would have been a
3: problem.
0: So Matt I know you have some thoughts on Brienne post five-year gap so can you talk about that?
3: Uh, yeah I wrote a theory a while back about connecting Brienne to Pretty Maris of the Windblown and yes. it's it's what we're talking about with Brienne and how she loses her way mm-hmm. and maybe how she is probably physically abused on her way through the Riverlands as she loses all of her money what does she do with herself you end up with somebody who's very jaded you end up with somebody who doesn't know what they're doing and also very tall but can still fight and wow there's pretty maris in the windblown that shows yeah. up in a feast for crows and mm-hmm. the, the characters down to the, even down to the descriptions are basically dead ringers and it's that's sort oh, of so looks, you're
1: saying george recycled
3: yeah i said he, he's recycling uh probably his five-year draft for Brienne. it's like well this is where she would have picked up possibly at. maybe not like as specifically Pretty Maris, like running in the windblown in Essos, but what the character is, he uh-huh, just picked uh-huh. them up and dropped them. Right. Someone someone's George does it a lot in his he does, different books though. He does that quite a lot. <laughs> like that uh, like how Dunk and Sandor and Brienne are sort of like three faces of the same character.
1: Well, even, like, in his other series, like, if anybody's read his other series, like, there's a dead ringer for Sandor Clegane in um The Dying of the Light. Like, he's exactly Sandor. Like, mm-hmm. it, the description is exactly the same, so he totally recycles things. <laughs>
0: well, and doesn't... Is Dying of the Light the one with um, Liana and Rob? No, that's Song for That's Song, Song for Lia, right, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs>
3: Yeah, that, that was probably his plan for Brienne, but that's so unsatisfying. What we got yeah. from her is so much better. Yeah. Just nice. having, like, Brienne that's been punched around for five years, I don't think anybody really wants yeah, to see that. Yeah, nobody no. really wanted that, mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. So, good job, George, not <laughs> using that plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, one of the interesting
4: things about Five Gap is that when George decided to abandon the Five Year Gap, he, like, fully abandoned the Five Year Gap, like, Feast for Crows and then and Dragons, and stuff, but it basically yeah. place like six months. Yeah. yeah,
2: fully abandoned it.
4: So he like a month in jail. And I was like, well, like, so this kid's been like six months in
2: jail? Yeah, I think there is a compromise mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. But like he just went, when he decided to abandon it, he didn't try to write two or three books covering the five years. He was like, right. no, I'm just going to finish it all in a year, or two years, you know? It's like, so why do you think he decided to just
2: well he has made statements where he just talked about in, in when he first started writing a game of thrones that he thought that there would be it'd be like a year a year a year for each book you know and then he a game of thrones is actually about a year but as as things started really going it just went faster he just felt like things went faster and i agree with you i think that with travel times and with prison times and things like that, there's a little room for him to have padded things a little more. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, honestly, when you think about what happens in the books, it doesn't feel realistic for, for things to just, like, lie fallow for a long time sometimes. It's not that long, but even a, a year's time is a while.
0: Yeah, Especially- I, 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 I oh, agree. Ahead. I think there's a good compromise position that <laughs> maybe didn't get. But he that's so much of what he does with with the books is just drill down into, like, the minutiae. Um, and it, it works, I think, really well for a Feast, because we get, you know, Obara coming to Doran hot on the heels of Oberyn's death, and we get the morning after Tywin's murder, and, you know, all these, like, immediate, really interesting scenes. Um, but, yeah, we, we probably could have had a few more months in there. Well, it's
3: especially because in A Feast for Crows and a Dance of Dragons, it's specifically, the chapters aren't in order anymore. He mixes the timeline even within those, so he could have fudged those as much as he wanted. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see interesting theories about like, not theories, but like ideas on how he could have made it work and the idea of splitting the books differently. That if he'd split Hmm. the characters that needed a bit of a gap and if he kept the characters that didn't in a book, that he could have found a different Uh, kind of compromise there. But I don't know about the logistics because obviously characters have to meet at certain points in the timeline. So like maybe if you cover Cersei's t- time in between there, but she has to interact with Arya or something. It just, it maybe it doesn't work, but I, I would be interested in, in how he tried to work that out. Mm-hmm. Well, to
1: me, that seems like you would have had like m- had to have had more books than yeah if he had <laughs> had to do that. more books like he would have had to have like maybe the immediate aftermath and then like something in between that maybe yeah. two years later and then you have the other characters that are five years later yeah. so it would have been split into three books <laughs> yeah, instead of to two or and
3: then something. we have a time for wolves after a dream of spring <laughs> yeah yeah Wait, right
1: there
4: right. You know, basically, uh, of- yeah, yeah that
2: was smart very smart <laughs> I was
4: thinking. Maybe the answer is not five-year gap, but two-year gap, or mm. half-year gap. All of what's chosen. So then that makes some of those long-horizons, as i say, <laughs> much more reasonable. And I do want to ask you all what you what,
0: what you think would have happened with Littlefinger. Mm. Mm. I call. so I um I mean I I don't like Littlefinger um as a person, <laughs> but I think that yeah, hot take, <laughs> he sucks. Um, I think, I don't know if he could have pulled off keeping Sansa disguised as Elaine for five straight years. (laughs) I feel like someone would have put it together, or or even two straight years. Yeah, even
1: two years, as she's suggesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because, like, in in Feast, people are already starting to suspect Sansa's not. Uh, this mysterious bastard no one's ever heard of before.
3: The people like the Royces are already pretty much putting it together who she is from Miranda's... Yeah, Miranda knows. ...Miranda's questions and then Jan Royce is like just staring at her for a while. It's like, all right, well, the jig's kind of up there, but... What is... Oh, go ahead. Uh, but what Littlefinger could could have maybe done with Sansa, well he always has the family connections back to Bravo, so maybe you have an Arya Sansa up there. Or you could have just mm. stashed her in Gold Town where there's mm-hmm. not Jan Royce sitting yeah. right there. Yeah. Come on. Uh, I,
0: I will say though, there is um a very funny line in book four oh, where yeah, Littlefinger's yeah, gonna, yeah. complaining about how he wished he had four or five yeah. more years to <laughs> yeah. sow some seeds. Yeah, I wish I just but, had uh, five more it's years, George prepare. making fun of himself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yes. Um,
4: to kind of get back to Brienne, like mm. uh, as an alternative for maybe her five-year plan, um, what supposing she had maybe somehow found her way back to Lady Stonehart, back to Kat, who she originally pledged herself to? Um, how might that have affected both of those characters? Mm.
2: I think that would also be another jaded Brienne.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the Brotherhood that we that we see in Feast, the Brotherhood Without Banners, is is very jaded version of the Brotherhood. So, I, yeah, I mean, you could see Brienne plugging into that, I guess.
3: Especially, like, that's the Windblown, too. They're all a bunch of jaded Westerosi over in Essos. Yeah, They're basically the same company. It's like the Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they've splintered off a little bit, you know. Yeah, they've there's some yeah.
3: factionalism. Perhaps she could have joined Edric Dane's splinter group. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs>
4: So, speaking of Edric Dane, I want to ask if it seems obvious that Darkstar is the replacement Mm -hmm. of the Edric Dane, the fact that those characters are so dramatically different, Mm -hmm. what do you think that says about George's plans for the future of House Dane and Mm -hmm. kind of their role in the story?
1: well I'm not sure that Dark Star would be the replacement for Edric Dane like George has said that he invented Dark Star because he wanted the character for all the women to like uh. they, they, like he literally was like saying oh the women want a bad boy they so here I'll give it. you this bad boy to love and like we're like no this is not the bad boy that we want right. um, but like what I thought it was setting up for was some sort of face off between Dark Star and Edric Dane yeah. mm-hmm. so like I didn't think he was a replacement I thought he was going to be like there's going to be would have be, Been some epic sword fight between Darkstar and Edric Dane uh, uh, using Dawn to fight him. So then you'd have the Sword of the Morning, and then you have this guy, I Am of the Night, and fighting off against each other.
2: But I think part of it is how you get Dawn into play there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you would originally get it through Edric Dane being awarded Sword of the Morning. And then maybe Gerald Dane kills him. Maybe they fight, whatever, and and it it passes hand. But I think the the part of the significance of Edric and Darkstar are just to get Dawn out there. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm.
1: I thought it like tied into the bigger theme. Like, I think that the theme of the books is that, like, the greatest real, the real greatest enemy of humanity is itself. Mm -hmm. Like, that we're all fighting each other instead of dealing with this real threat. And so I Mm -hmm. thought that kind of tied into it. It where a sort you have of family
2: against family, yeah, and then yeah. you have
1: Gerald well, Dane fighting Ned Dane, and so that would be like the like in something like the original feast combined feast dance, or in <laughs> like the when maybe farther down in the Winds of Winter or something, the original Winds of Winter with a five year gap, um, that they would have faced off against each other, is what I was thinking. Well,
3: especially because there's um, there's you can see connections between Edric Dane and Darkstar with Robin John because uh, Edric Dane, mm. I mean, uh. Darkstar is not actually part of House Dane proper. He's of high hermitage. So there's right. a lot of the resentment, bas- resentment yeah. bastardness mm-hmm. from uh, the Plains mm-hmm. Tyrion that you could see well up through there. You could tell another one of those stories that he really likes telling. Yeah. <laughs> and find gap, <clears> do you think the
4: Danes are going to
2: be left out and
4: sort of the
2: I, I, I do think they're not going to be as significant as they would have been with the five-year gap. I'll say that much. But I do think they're still going to come more to the fore coming forward.
0: I, I Yeah, I would say that I think there will be a plot in The Winds of Winter where – um, and this is something other uh, smarter people than me have talked about, so I don't take credit <laughs> for this idea. But the idea that um, like Ario Hota will be hunting down Gerald Dane and there will be a showdown at, at Starfall and Gerald will take Dawn and – um, it'll be introduced into the plot somehow like that. So I think there's still room for Dawn and the Danes to move up in the world. And I would expect Ed, N- little Ned Dane to... Um, pop back up again because yeah. I mean why wouldn't he at <laughs> this point right? even just the
1: imagery there like you yeah. have the stars the falling star and then we and in, over Westeros as a whole you have night falling so you want to have the stars coming out and have that happen so I don't think George yeah. is going to pass up on that imagery of the yeah. little hope in the darkness
2: yeah. I also want to point out a quote from George where he um, is talking about the five year gap and he said if a 12 year old has to conquer the world then so be it And well, obviously he's not specific with his ages, and so he could be talking about someone older, like a Daenerys, even though she's a couple. She's a couple. She's a couple years older than that at the time he said it. But who does fit is Arya Stark and Edric Dane in particular at twelve years old. Mm -hmm. But I, I tend to think rather than holding to twelve years old, that George was just given a general age for like a young kid. But I think it's a good quote as well.
3: I think that's interesting about uh, Edric Dane because in a, I think in a different fantasy story you probably think he'd be the protagonist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's yeah. got the magic sword behind him. He's, he's little, like he's yeah, little Ned. He's, he's 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 been going through his own he's training named montage. After the main, like, yeah, yeah little, little Ned there. there. Mm. <laughs> uh, with the brother with the banners, but instead it's John and Danny, but he yeah. still has like the fake one running around. <laughs> you back there? Right. um George said that
4: he's the sword that going to conclusions the group. Was a spoiler yeah I mean, is it cool to just
0: have I actually um uh I would say that I could write an extensive fan fiction about <laughs> the the five years of guerrilla war- warfare between the ironborn hold up in uh, Moat Kalen. And Howland and the bog guys, um, you know, besieging them and infiltrating the castle. I think there's room for Howland to just be sort of marauding around the neck, um, I, you know, kicking ass off screen. Yeah, he doesn't
2: have to necessarily be a coward hiding away.
0: Right. I, and I mean, we do get some of that in dance where uh, Theon shows up at Moat Kaelin and we find out that like everything has gone to shit. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, but I, I I do kind of agree, though, that, yeah, there's... These questions of, like, well, would these people really just sort of stay still, do the same thing for five years, and then at the end of five years, like, hmm. jump into high gear?
4: Especially if all of these
0: persons the of time. Yeah, Sure, yeah, I mean, the, the, and Rob's will, will is will floating right around. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, you would think that would demand a response the same way Oberyn's death demanded a response. Well, I
3: think what we see from Lady Stoneart goes into that. She is hooked up almost with, uh, well, not hooked up, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. She has contacted Howland Reen, it looks like, in A Feast for Crows and a Dance with Dragons. You invented a new <laughs> ship here. Yeah, this is a new wow. one. Um That works equally well after five years, too. As she rises in power, maybe she contacted him somehow, too. Did not hook up. I did not say I, that. I do,
0: I do genuinely think that is happening currently in the books, Howland and, and the Brotherhood, that there's like this network yeah. that we're about to see coming come into come into the fore. Uh, right back there. you
4: think dad came because he was trying really hard not right as a gardener, like he says
2: he Yeah, I mean well i I don't think it came because of that. I think it came I think it came because he is a gardener. <laughs> I don't think I think it came the opposite, I guess, I would
3: say. He overcomplicated it himself. Well, yeah. yeah. Like
0: he assumed that, he, uh, that the maximum amount of planning he needed to do for the next couple books was to say, I'll just put a time skip in. Um, <laughs> and then it turns out you kind of need to, like, it, it, it was possible to do that time skip, but maybe not with the exact way he wrapped stuff up in book three. Well,
1: I think that would have been awkward to have that many flashbacks though if oh, he yeah. did oh, yeah, it would be terrible. So, Like that would have been a really weird thing to read.
3: Yep. <laughs> yep. John recounting over and over again. So this happened and that happened. Yeah, and like that forward and back and were...
1: forward and back in time as yeah. you read it through
3: would, the book. It would be a completely different uh series, I think, at that mm-hmm. point. But yeah. I think the initial scope of Game of Thrones kinda tells you why his pitch letter was so short and he thought he could do this because this was like a fun little hobby he was doing on the side. <laughs> he was he was a science fiction horror uh science fiction and horror he writer. To
2: blow off steam because he wanted to like,
3: write yeah. something that yeah. he never He's like, right. He's like, yeah, His uh, side
1: project like, from Wild Cards. Yeah, it's like his love
3: letter <laughs> to fantasy is. and Tolkien. And then all of a sudden, everybody buys it, and it's like the most popular fantasy book in a long time. He's like, oh, oh, well, now I can do more with this. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
0: So back to Arya, without getting too much into it, like you said.
4: Yeah, I
2: didn't want to, maybe we can do a show what? of hand. Does anyone care about talking about the Winds of Winter chapter? Like, are anyone, you all
1: okay with it?
2: Are you okay with it? Anyone who cares, raise like, your hand.
1: Like, if anyone who does not want to hear about that, raise your hand.
2: And we cannot do it.
0: I don't no, think anyone cares. Okay, so we're all okay? Okay, well,
2: then
4: go
1: ahead. Okay,
4: so her and Rap is really sick and twisted for a girl her age. Yes. Ooh, yeah, Do you guys
2: think that the chapter will be altered for Winds, or is that like she's gonna he's going to do it at her age? He's made a statement about it. He said this this was written before he scrapped it. He mm-hmm. reworked it multiple times. It was going to be like her concluding chapter in A Dance with Dragons, and um, so he re did he has reworked it already. And in a comment on his not a blog, he replied and said, "Well, anything could change because when it's edited. So yeah, I think it will potentially be a little different. But no, I think it's going to be as dark. I don't think he's going to temper it at all." Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I really would not have wanted to have read the original version before he. (laughs) I'm really, I'm really afraid of that version. I do not want that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those places I think where you can tell that he had. Like, just a couple big sort of images or ideas that he wanted to get to. Like, this idea of Arya growing up to be this sort of, like, you know, assassin, seductress kind of character, yeah, maybe. Yeah, femme fatale. Yeah, femme fatale. <laughs> but she's a, like, a toddler fatale. At <laughs> yeah. Like a... I don't pre- think that's a thing. Fatale. pre yeah, a little, a little, fatale. He
1: read Lolita a little too much there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, anyone else? Back there? Yeah. What?
4: When he had the five-year gap, how do you think he planned to handle the Northmen
2: putting
3: out with the Woldens? Very poorly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I think you've identified another problem with the five-year gap.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the North, by and large, it, 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 we, we meant we like in, as far as regions, we like touched on and the Island Islands. We talked about the others, but I think just the North as a whole doesn't work either. Yeah.
3: That's sort of a running problem with a lot of these. They these are all situations that are like going fast towards civil war. Mm-hmm. And why would you put that off screen when you could just describe it?
2: Mm-hmm. And that
3: mm-hmm. seems to be one of the primary reasons that he scrapped the five year gap. He's like, there's all these cool things. I, right? I'll just talk about them. Yeah. Well, right. be- yeah. No, go ahead.
1: Well, even going farther north, why would the others wait that long? Like they're yeah. they're ready to attack in a Game of Thrones, and they're just they're they just they have the wall as an obstacle, but like. Why would they? Why are they waiting that long? They had
2: to order those chains that we saw on the show.
1: <laughs> oh God! How it?
3: many yeah. chains? Two <laughs> chains? Three chains?
1: <laughs> I, guess, I guess those take like five years to make. Yeah. They don't have like yeah. a faster supplier in <laughs> Westeros. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: before it explodes. Yeah. Hard Home Depot. Yeah. Very um, nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I agree. Yeah, like it it doesn't make sense for the Boltons to stay in power or if the Ironborn to still like Asha's to still be hanging around at Deepwood Mott um, <laughs> five years later. So either he skips over this potentially interesting story in favor of what he might think would be more interesting, or he just writes about what he had set up naturally in book three. And I, I mean, I feel like that's kind of what we keep coming back to about the five year gap is he set up a lot of stuff very naturally like this, the Bolton conflict or the Ironborn. And you can't just kind of like, Suddenly flip 20 pages past that, and we're on to something else.
1: Well, like, just, oh, sorry, do you want to go? Well, even just like if you think about the speed of um, A Storm of Swords, it's just everything is moving so fast in that book. And everything is just like this and this and this and this. And you mm-hmm. just keep moving right along. And then I feel like if we got to A Feast for Crows or whatever, whatever he would have really called it if he hadn't <laughs> broken it
2: up. Yeah, it Beast been, dance, at, whatever. at the time, he said A Dance with Dragons, but who yeah. knows how it would have changed by yeah, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: whatever it would have been finally published as. Like Then suddenly you kind of hit a wall with all these flashbacks. That would have been really strange.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And I just like, I mean, obviously he thought he was wrapping things up at the end of book three, but like, I don't know why, how he thought he was doing that, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of yeah. arcs were were certainly like at, a, at, a, at an ebb, but I, I feel like so many things are just ready to burst forth as we've talked about it. I, I don't know. I don't know where his mind was.
3: <laughs> I also think there's sort of a fundamental problem with what the five-year gap was supposed to do, which is. Um, a core tenant of a feast for crows. is supposed to see what's happening to the rest of Westeros. To mm-hmm. Everyone else, all the regular people, that's happening. All the destruction. Mm-hmm. Like you cheer for Rob Stark as he scours through Westeros, but then you see what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. And uh, but if you go to if you go five year gap, you just skip all that. And again, you're talking about the high lords playing their games, and that's not the story he really wanted to tell with that book. Mm-hmm. You you lose a lot of it, and it would also be super impersonal because it would all be flashbacks. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that's something interesting that came out of. Um, staying to a sort of neat timeline as opposed to skipping ahead was, like, getting into the immediate aftermath of cataclysmic battles and, you know, country-shattering wars and all that. And now the other thing is, um, if I remember... Right, uh, Autumn arrives before the end of book three, right? I can't. Yeah, remember Yeah, it does. It does.
2: Because he's made book. a statement on it. Yeah. Someone asked him about it,
0: and he,
1: there, they were "There's like,
2: a white raven that comes.
1: In yeah.
0: book yeah. two, maybe? I can't I, remember. I
2: think it's book two.
0: I've never read the book, so
1: he it's was, a prologue of book. But yeah, two. he was
2: asked in that um, Kinja unedited our um, interview with him. He goes ah. on at length about the five year gap, and in it, they're mm-hmm. like, they've asked him, they're like, so what would it have been like? You know, five more years of autumn? He's like, yeah, it would have been. That's what it would have been. I would have kept right. autumn that long.
0: Hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, that that's what I was getting to. Was like, yeah, this unnatural season length and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, winter would still
1: yeah. The, in the first book, he sets it up. Winter is coming, and then <laughs> <laughs> winter <laughs> is not really coming. Winter's coming. <laughs>
0: five years later, winter's still coming. I oh, yeah, winter's still <laughs> coming. <laughs> winter's dragging its heels. It's fine. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's it's leaf peeping its way through.
1: <laughs> but like one of the things, like if you did have that five year gap, I feel like that would have helped in some ways with like when you have like something like jane westerling like you still have the conspiracy theories that mm. she's pregnant or that uh, she's going to have a kid or something mm-hmm. he would have resolved like a lot of those issues like i i've not, personally i don't think that jane westerling is pre- pregnant there would just
2: be theories them. that there was a kid hidden away somewhere yeah. <laughs> like, oh, would oh
1: my god are you giving me another secret identity theory <laughs>
0: please <laughs> um, mm. any more any, any, any questions go. We still have uh we've got 7 minutes. Seven so if you have minute. a 6 minute long question, we can answer oh, it for 1 minute. I'm
2: just, I'm just checking, checking to see what we, check. we what we haven't we have covered. I think we got it all really. <laughs> Well, like,
1: well, there was wrong. something else I could mention. Like, did we really want to see Theon tortured for five oh, years? Great one, yeah. I, I don't think that we would yeah. have wanted that. Yeah. Well, and,
0: But that's, that's, a, that's interesting because his, his Reek chapters almost feel like it's been five years for him. Like, it feels uh, true, like he's been in. It, from his point of view, It he feels like he's been in these cells forever. As okay, then it would have felt the, like
2: a hundred years.
1: <laughs>
0: <there>. Yeah, right. <laughs> time to no, look.
2: but I think that's a good example of probably uh, those Reek chan- chapters are probably, you know, like. At, at, he wrote those before the five-year gap. He wrote a lot of things before it, so like I mm-hmm. think that also could be an effect of that. That his chapters, he's so lost completely mm-hmm. because he was thinking of that.
3: Mm-hmm. Also, if he was in five years of torture, it's been relatively recentish that he's been tortured. But it's sort of, sort of pushing plausibility that like there's any road back from Theon if he's literally mm-hmm. been in the Bolton dungeons for five years. Mm-hmm. Is there a redemption mm-hmm. path yeah. for him? Eh. Maybe. <laughs> Do we know when he decided to not?
4: At what point of writing or publishing did you decide that you're not going to have
2: that? We know that was because if it was very early in the process, then uh, book three. For it was post book three, one hundred percent. He's had yeah. he had stuff written like that mercy chapter, so yeah. it was post book three. Did and he make a like- blog
1: post though? Like.
2: Yeah, that's why there was such a big gap, one of the reasons there was such a big gap between, you know, A Storm of Swords and A Feast for Crows, and then obviously there was that huge gap between A Feast for Crows and A Dance with, a Dance with Dragons, but that was for other issues, like he had trouble riding Tyrion, he had trouble with the mirror, and he's not, mm-hmm. but um the Feast for Crows uh delay, he said, was because of that five-year gap being right. scrapped.
0: Yeah, he he wrote... Several hundred pages of material, including um, a very long prologue, He's said, that would have covered really? basically Feast. It would have been the Ironborn and the Dornish chapters all in one big prologue. Um, <laughs> oh, which, oh i, I know um, wait are you saying he's really getting to write more fake history there. yeah um so
3: it would basically it been like all those
4: chapters like oh they fought for a little bit and then now yeah, yeah, it like know ago,
0: yeah it would have been like five years ago this think it would have been like a world of ice and fire chapter
2: <laughs> yeah i mean
0: it, it um yeah and and those chapters in particular like uh 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 Asha's chapters, mm-hmm. I know, were published in like Dragon Magazine oh, in between yeah. books three and four. We have one of those magazines
2: those. actually because he's gotten them and like <laughs> he lost his, so I like ordered him another copy because he was so bummed that he didn't have it. Anymore. I feel you, yeah. But, yeah <laughs> so we got that thing with those Ironborn chapters, but
0: they they they're remarkably similar to how they ended up being put. Like he he kept a lot of that material from. Yeah, yeah. There's like words here and there that are changed, but it's it's. By and large, the same thing. Um, so yeah, there would have been this massive long prologue to sort of catch us up. Um, although he's also said that he planned to have Pate be the prologue character mm. uh, at various points, and that like that was always the Feast prologue. So okay. there's a that timeline really feels of his writing.
1: Like a really natural prologue to me.
0: The the Pate
2: yeah prologue. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyone else? Just start wrapping up? Oh, got right there. Uh, just kind of like an
4: overarching question. Um, so. How do you guys feel like the five-year gap, like being excluded, personally, like for each of you, like, how, do you feel it was a good decision? And do you feel like it was a bad decision, or do you just feel like we're going to forever deal with like the things that don't end
0: up? Mm-hmm. Right. So the question for those who couldn't hear it was, how do we feel about how the five-year gap turned out? What, what's our opinion on it? Let's go down the line. Okay.
3: Okay. Um,
1: well, wait. Are you going? <laughs> start, I'll go, I I go, go first. Go.
3: I am very happy we don't have the five-year gap. I think a lot of those plots. Would have been really horrific, especially for the adult characters. It's good for the kids, especially with the sexuality parts. That would be way less awkward to read. But I don't think that's worth giving up how much he had set up all these battles, all these wars, all these uh, dramas going on between these people just to make it easier for the start kids. I, I, yeah. mm. I don't really think that's worth it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I would say I am pro keeping getting rid of the five year gap, but I do think that, and I'm I, I'm I'd be curious how much he worked with editors to try to figure out logistics. I mm. do think that there's a compromise there. I think that there is a middle ground, and I we just can't say how much he really tried those middle grounds, you know. <laughs> but I, I'm sure once the once everything's published, we'll get to see more manuscripts and things like that. So we'll really be able to dig deep and see yeah. like what his process was like, and he'll just be able to talk about it. So I'm I'm. I'm very interested if he actually tried other things or not. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I'm. I agree with the Shea. I want both. Like I want both versions. <laughs> literally, like I, I would literally kill someone to have Cersei and casually rock. I, I would do that. That I would do it. I totally would. So I would. I would want both. Like I'd. I and I would be happier to read a, a story where Sansa and Arya are older and mm. like I. I don't know. I could mentally like slip that in instead of. What we already have of the Winds of Winter, that I would do just
2: picture them older in the books. I'm reading Absolutely. it. I'm picturing yeah, them do you, years older. You for see sure. the actors
3: in your head? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not it,
2: quite it, the just, actors, but a middle ground. It, it makes like it more older. comfortable
1: for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I, I try to, I, 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 believe in like I can like mentally fix what George didn't <laughs> <laughs> the things yeah. George did wrong. I mean, yeah. we all know there's some things that we don't want to think about in those books.
3: So <laughs> I said, every Song of Ice and Fire fan ever, I can fix everything. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I. I am, you know, glad he didn't do the five-year gap. I wish that – and I want to preface this by saying – I love George R. Martin. I love the books. Uh oh. You know, yeah, I know.
1: What are you going to say here? What's going on
0: here? But I think a lot of the problems that he wanted to solve with the five year gap could have been solved by better outlining at the beginning.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah.
0: And again, I I know that's not exactly how he works. So it's, you know, I'm not trying to. Yeah, he
1: wouldn't be George if he wasn't just doing it like this.
0: Right. But, you know, if if he wanted them to be aged up, then maybe just sort of, you know, putting more. working at the front end so that it, it works out better as, as the story goes through. Um, there's
3: there's some trade offs for that yeah. though. Like you don't get things like the Red Wedding because that wasn't in the initial plans. He came up with that later.
0: Totally, yeah. And I mean um, Quentin and Brienne are two of my favorite, favorite sets of chapters in the books and we just wouldn't have those if he had sort of if he had stuck one letter that got off your at 350. Yeah. We're out of time. Right. Thank, you Thank you. Thanks you guys. <laughs>